This is a podcast from ABC Overnights. Here's Michael Pavlich. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the work of George Gittos, but he's certainly one of Australia's most important artists. He's an Australian war artist and someone who's been pretty much at the front line of a lot of the conflicts that have occurred over the last 20 or 30 years. A very brave man. He was on a Q&A earlier in the year and I, I was just stunned that he had the whole audience and every panellist in the room just hanging on every word he was saying. Nobody wanted to butt in on him because he's a man who's been at the front line and he's seen it all and he, he, he obviously a lot of respect was coming his way. Uh, very fortunate to be able to talk to him this morning on the program. He's calling him from Pakistan where we're going to have a chat to him. George Gittos, artist, filmmaker and uh, yes, great Australian. George, good to, see, good to hear from you mate. How are you going? I'm poised to go down the Khyber Pass and across the walk across the border back into Afghanistan, where we've bought a house, believe it or not, in yeah. Jalalabad. Look, we'll talk a bit about that. Um, I just you're in Pakistan at the moment. What are you doing in Pakistan? Well, you can't get a visa for Afghanistan in Australia anymore, so you've got to come to Islamabad and go to the uh, Taliban embassy. The Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan and in my case I get invited in and have a cup of tea with the consul and uh, they give me a hug and tell me um, well you know a lot of lot of, uh, Afghanistan's got a lot of enemies they don't forget people who've have helped them yeah. and uh, so I got a delighted I got a six month multiple re-entry visa <laughs> and then uh, on Thursday there's a a thing like the peace prize in uh, Pakistan, and I'm this year's person who has to give the speech for the Peace Institute um, in Peshawar. And a lot of, most of the Taliban actually went to university there, the well-educated ones, and uh, leaders of the future will be there. So I get a chance to inspire peace again to, you know, a lot lot of students and people in Pakistan in the tribal belt. Hopefully there's a few women and girls in the audience. Oh, yeah, it'll be 50-50 in that audience. And certainly at our Yellow House, uh, there's a lot more women um, and girls at the Yellow House. Uh, that's our main focus. Um, yeah. where um, our, our real aim in, in uh, Afghanistan is to help move things along for women and, and girls and yeah. get them the freedoms that they want. And that, that's in line with 90% of Afghans. Um, it's just a small group uh, of... of uh, hardliners that are forcing these bad decisions about women and girls, and we believe we can help change that, but not by bringing down the government or throwing the place into chaos, but by setting a good example with the Yellow House. There's a wonderful scene in your movie, which I saw earlier in the year, Ukraine, Guernica, Art Not War, where you actually take uh, you take a movie, you a film out to the people in the desert in Afghanistan. You set up a big big top and all these kids who've never seen TV even in their yeah. lives are all of a sudden watching this movie on a screen inside a tent in the desert. <laughs> Incredible uh, well, effort well, that... you've gone to there to, to, uh, to entertain well, and to bring some culture to these people yeah we call it the cinema circus and we we uh, that was actually at tora bora where american special forces no one got to and people said we were mad to take it there and the kids there had never seen a movie and it was really strange because that we learned to be able to couple the dialogue in a movie with what's happening on the screen it, it was all in pasture but they could they didn't realize that you know, they'd never seen a movie before, never heard music before. And uh, 
we take the actors, the stars are in the movie, and they do clowning and performance. That so they see the living stars and the people on the screen. And um, it was interesting, you know, there were hardline Taliban there who um, didn't want their grandkids to come. And then I took out my, I've got a little monkey, and starts performing for the kids. And the monkey leads them into the circus tent and then the grandfathers and the fathers come in and everyone ends up laughing. And at the end, we have like a, a conference where we talk about the effect of what the thing had. And now we can take the, our tent anywhere. I've got a, um, a letter from the Taliban saying to leave us alone, that we can take our film work or our tent or whatever we're doing anywhere without minders or surveillance or security. So... Um, yeah, we've won a few victories in that respect for the children of Afghanistan. If you see in that audience, it's a, a very mixed audience of girls and boys. Right. Look, uh, it's incredible, really. You think about the Taliban, uh, very, you know, as far as we know, hard to negotiate with and you know, very difficult to work with. There you are uh, going in there with your art and uh, they, they're giving you a, a, an easy trip. It's amazing, really, that what you've done. Just another incredible thing that you've done, George, in your, you know, Long and fruitful career and dangerous career and brave career as well. Uh, just going back to your movie, which I saw earlier in the year, it was a very powerful piece. Uh, is, how does, if anybody's interested in checking out your movie, Ukraine Guernica, Art Not War, uh, how do they do that? Is it available? Well, we're hoping that the ABC will run it. We're waiting to hear a, a decision from them at the moment. They're, either the ABC or SBS have run all of our films and then... You can get them on iView um, later. You know, the last one that was on the ABC was White Light that we shot in Chicago, uh, you know, about the gangs and gun violence and people wanting to stop it. So I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that the ABC will run it. Maybe you'll have good news to announce that soon. Well, let's hope, OK, because it's a very, very powerful piece. I've actually sent it to a few of my colleagues. I was so moved by it. Uh, it's a very graphic piece as well. But, I mean, the premise of the movie, of the documentary, is the power of art and the power of creativity uh, in war yeah. and, you know, and in amongst hostility. And I think nothing illustrated it more than that scene of the kids in the tent who'd never seen a movie before, who all of a sudden watching that, that film and just the joy that it brought them. Uh, but it wasn't just uh, Afghanistan. You were obviously in the front lines of Ukraine, as the title says. Yep. Some amazing footage there and some of your art just on the walls there. We've got bombed-out ruins all around and there's one of yep. uh, George Gitto's murals there just brightening the place up. You met an incredible uh, amount of artists in Ukraine, who are doing incredible work. There's one particular artist you work with whose whose prints were just fantastic. What was her name again? Uh, Abe. Uh, well, that's her that's pseudonym. Her. She doesn't allow people to know her real name uh, because she's worried that you know she's a target for the Russians because her work is just so uh, critical of Putin and others. And we did a beautiful thing. We and funny, she's had a baby in this period. In the period. When I met her, she wasn't pregnant. Now she's got little Penelope. And you see her in the pouch and we're painting the outside wall of the House of Art. So everything had been ruined in Irpin. And uh, it's the most destroyed place in Ukraine. And um, the people would come around like we'd have our lights on, like huddling around fires and watching us paint. And it was something that someone from as far away as Australia, they said, you've heard our cries from all that far away. And uh, recently, um, buses, uh, the government's organised to take buses in there because people don't know what's happened to their home and it's too dangerous to drive in because of um, 
anti-tank mines and things. And it's very depressing for them because they find their family home is gone. So the bus drivers are kind. They At the end, they take it to the house, house of art where we're doing all this art and they get out and they see that someone is doing something and they go away with a, a bit of a smile on their faces. And um, so we're very proud of what we've done there. And when the house of art is rebuilt, it's been completely destroyed, uh, we'll, I'll donate a lot of the paintings that I've done and same with Ave and the other artists. And, but I think the most beautiful thing I did, I just had an impulse and I made a, a little um, uh, stencil of a, a guardian angel and I put it outside our building because bombs were firing all around and I liked everyone in the building. So everyone started asking me to put guardian angels on their walls. <laughs> and uh, so now there are Giddo's guardian angels all over Kiev and uh, people are feeling a little bit safer because they've got a guardian angel painted on the outside. Oh, that's lovely. Listen, what, there was one scene as well in the documentary where you come across, there's a very famous Banksy piece. He travelled to yeah. uh, Ukraine and did a couple of murals on the walls there. I was struck by, again, it was like your murals. They were sort of in these bombed out areas. There's rubble all around and there's this one spare bit of wall where Banksy's put one of his stencil pieces of art. And it's that very famous one of the young uh, Ukrainian boy throwing Vladimir Putin over his shoulder in a judo mm-hmm. costume. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful piece. Now, I was amazed that, um, that it was actually surrounded in amongst all the rubble and this war-torn suburb uh, or city. Mm. There's this Banksy, and it's actually protected. There's a security uh, enclosure well, around well, it. Well, they're even doing that to mine now, but the funny thing with Banksy's was Banksy never wanted to become rich, but one of his pieces sold for uh, $24 million. So some crooks conned some uh, tradesmen into going and cutting one of the walls out and uh, a lady saw this going on and called the cops and the cops came and arrested these poor guys and they said, oh, no, no, we were told it was going to charity. Now the the person who uh, initiated it's in jail and the (laughs) wall, the Banksy wall, is in the police station. (laughs) And uh, so uh, they've started to protect them and I didn't think that had happened with my my our work but they're actually putting protective things in front of ours as well and um, it's annoyed some of the locals because nothing's been done on their houses but this art's being protected and um, so you know yeah we're there you know we're telling them and they say no you're you're okay and i mean banksy's done wonderful things he's got the waldorf hotel in bethlehem and he's uh picking up people in the ocean um you know who coming over from Libya and places. But um, this is the art of the present. You know, Banksy and ourselves believe that too many people wait for someone else to fix the world. And so we do direct action, and that's what I'm doing going back to the Yellow House. We've got to stop waiting for the politicians or someone else to do it for us. We've got to take responsibility ourselves. So we, I, I hope that what we're doing and artists like Banksy are doing will inspire lots of other creative people to go out because we we create we don't destroy i think the most beautiful thing in the film was i've been working drawing this dead russian in a tank and uh there's nothing on the tank and i came back one day and some other artist had painted a beautiful bluebird on the side of the tank and i sort of smacked the tank and say well uh you know these things are cost millions of dollars and uh what artists do we we cost virtually nothing and we don't destroy, we create. So that's a, if the world's going to fix itself, and it's in a terrible state at the moment, we've got to 
you know, rely on our creative spirit, not our destructive spirit. Well, just uh, going back to the Banksy thing a bit, because you're sort of we're both working in a similar space, has, there, has he ever tried to contact you? Has there ever been any correspondence between you, you and Banksy? No, there hasn't. <laughs> um, but uh, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, I'm great supporter of his, his or him or them. I think Banksy is a team. Yeah. I don't think it's one person. I'm sure they're and, very uh, aware I, of your work too, yeah. George. Well, possibly. We're certainly sharing the same walls. <laughs> in fact, um, people are coming around um, in uh, Kiev now and they're visiting all the artworks. So, so it's like my work and Banksy's work and, you know, the artists that I've worked with, like, uh, you know, there's a group of young artists who are doing work with us as well, Ukraine artists, and yeah. now there's like an art tour around the city because all the galleries are closed and uh, people crave art, so they go and look at you know, these outdoor works that we've done. Plus, at the House of Art, uh, we've curated exhibitions of all the best art being done um, by Ukrainians about the war. And we print it and we put it on the outside wall. So the the building's destroyed, but we're still doing performances and curating shows there. And I can see a day when maybe the National Gallery of Victoria or someone sort of contacts me and says, hey, George, can we show, you know, the art of this war? And I, I grew up seeing the great art of the German Expressionists, you know, Otto Dix and Katie Colwitz and Max Beckman and so on. And I think a lot of the art that's coming out of Ukraine, you know, art is often like pain squared and these people are going through so much pain and they're just doing great art. And I think the world's going to want to see it. So it's a lot of destructions happen, but out of that there's also a kind of an inner beauty being created by the artists. Oh, you mentioned the Ukrainian artist Avi before, whose work was just outstanding. <laughs> when I saw yeah. that on the she, documentary, she's a wonderful, wonderful artist, and I wouldn't be surprised if she does uh, get a little bit more attention as we go on. But, uh, I mean, you did a book with Avi. How can people see Avi's artwork? Well, we've done a book. Uh, they can get, it's called Kiss of Death, and uh, they can see it in the film. And, you know, I've actually talked to the National Gallery of Victoria about uh, putting on a show and they're thinking about it. I, 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 I'm going to, I'm doing a show with Ave, which is going to travel to Deakin University um, next year. Uh, so they'll definitely be able to go and see all of her work directly in Melbourne, uh, Deakin University Gallery. It opens in Sydney at Hazelhurst Gallery and will travel around Australia. And that's like all the best work that we've done together and with the other artists in Ukraine. Um, so that'll be there. Um, and they can go to my website. And, of course, Abe herself uh, publishes more or less a drawing a day. Oh. Uh, she decided that once the war started, she'd do one every day. But I just worry about her when the bombs are coming down. I know what it's like. She's out in her hallway. It's the safest place in her building, huddled up with her little baby Penelope and her husband. And uh, that's what's so hard for me. You know, I've been torn in this period between Afghanistan and Ukraine and now torn, uh, I feel I should also be in Gaza <laughs> because, you know, I've done many years of work in Hebron and Nablus and Gaza and, and Israel and what we're seeing there is crazy, you know. I'm sure it's only a matter uh, so of time before you end up there, George. Uh, listen, before, I'll, I'll be, before we go I'll there. I'll be back there. I need to ask you uh, a little bit about Afghanistan because there's been a horrific earthquake yeah. that's taken place in Afghanistan. In, in Herat, yeah. yeah. Uh, and is that in any of the areas where you're going to be travelling? 
No, it's not. I've been to Herat, though, and I know the people there. I love them. In fact, the um, the consul that I was with today was from there, and he was worrying about his family. And, uh, you know, it concerns everyone there. Um, the the problem with the people don't realise about Afghanistan is that, that is that the world community is demonising the Taliban and wanting to bring the Taliban down. But in that country, they're the only thing that are creating law and order. After the Russians, the country turned into total chaos and all the warlords were fighting, fighting one another and the Taliban came in and, and, you know, ended that war and gave people peace. And now if the Taliban is brought down, whether we like their policies or not, uh, the warlords would take over. You'd have civil war and chaos and something like an earthquake couldn't be handled. They are a central government. They are, are organised. They are against corruption and they are keeping the place going. So our approach is to talk to them and to do what we're doing and help, um, you know, bring about a, a better attitude to issues like the women. And the the young Taliban that we're talking to agree with us. You know, they're... they're you know, 90% of people in Afghanistan would agree with what you and I believe needs to happen in Afghanistan. So it's just moving these few old fundamentalists that are uh, bringing in the problems. And you can't, you know, demonise a whole country because of a small number. Like, I, I love Russians. I don't demonise all Russians because of Putin. And, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. We're working from within. All right. Uh, look, Nino has said, "How do you spell Arby's name?" So it's a, it's a. It's Arve, like Arve Maria. So, so it's, 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 it's a Ukrainian Libertate. artist, Nino, not a, not a. Yeah, European. and you'll find a Ukrainian Arve Libertat e Amor, and it's a made-up name, Arve Libertat e Amor. You can find it on my website. That's the best thing. And I you think, can, George, if we point people to your website, they'll be able to see Arvo's yeah. work. So how do exactly. we find your website? George Giddos at gmail dot. No, sorry, Giddos at gmail dot com. Giddos at gmail dot com. Okay. What am I saying? Giddos dot com. Giddos dot com. Giddos. I'm thinking about com. my email. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Giddos dot com. Don't send I'm him crazy. an email. It's, it's late at night tonight in. In uh, Islamabad, yeah. Not as late as it is here, George. Uh, (laughs) So, Giddos. I've had a hard day today. I'll bet you have. Giddos.com. Anybody's interested in having a look at Arve's work or George's work, Giddos.com. We are talking to George Giddos, artist and filmmaker. He's in Pakistan, or getting ready to head into Afghanistan to do some more work over there. Arve, Nino, Arve is spelled A V E. So, if you just type that in Arve, you might find that particular. And it's a Ukrainian artist, not an Iranian artist there. So. Now, George, we should ask you, obviously, the uh, last 48 hours, there's been some horrific incidents taking place in Palestine and in Israel. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously a long-standing conflict, this one, and we don't want to get into it in too much detail, but it's uh, shocking images that we're seeing coming over the television. No. Well, yes, and uh, I was in Hebron when the Hebron massacre happened where, you know, one of these crazy American um, settlers went in and uh, killed, you know, Everyone shot at everyone in the mosque. And uh, the problem is that there's all this right-wing uh, activity, you know, there's provocation constantly going on and it builds up and builds up. And Hamas are, all, are also doing this to people in Palestine. I've, I'm no supporter of Hamas. I, I wish they could just disappear. 
But um, what I hate to think is about all my friends in Gaza. I was living on the beach for a while in Gaza. So while I'm um, watching this going on, I'm think, remembering what it was like. I can remember actually being on the beach once when uh, Israeli attack helicopters came in and I could see some wedding celebrations, people singing and dancing and music, and suddenly boom, 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 the rockets hit the buildings. And that's, you know, it's, for me it's very personal. I, I know what it's like to be there. I've, I've helped, um, you know, in, in the hospitals, and at the moment the hospitals and the schools are where people are going uh, to shelter innocent people who also dislike Hamas as much as the Israelis do, and yet some of these places are being hit. So I'm absolutely, um, you know, devastated to know that this is going on and um, uh, Hamas really have brought it on the people, the suffering people of Palestine. And now for them to be denied water and electricity and punished for what this, you know, group of crazies is doing is just wrong. You know, I just watched... um, uh, Guterres, you know, on the UN saying exactly the same thing, that, uh, you know, the, the government in Israel at the moment is an extremely right-wing government and uh, they've got to, we've all got to hope that they, um, you know, obey the international law, that they, you know, they don't commit war crimes themselves and it looks like they already are. I think we were all, uh, you know, hoping that the situation would head the other way and we could be heading towards peace, but it doesn't seem like it's getting that way in a hurry and so very distressing, Georgia, for, for lots of people who have family and friends in the Middle East, but as well as for you who uh, have been there several times and have a sort of close relationship with the place. Uh, when, yeah, are you, uh, when are you heading place. back to U- Ukraine? Well, it's 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 <laughs> as soon as uh, I'm going to be in Afghanistan now until uh, March, so that I've got the six month visa, and it's very important for me to more or less go straight to Ukraine because I'm terrified for the people in Ukraine because uh, Poland's already uh, you know no longer supporting them, and we can see what's happening in the American Senate uh, where the Republicans are denying you know future funding for Ukraine. In the co- in Congress, And there's a yeah. good chance, yeah, good chance that um, Donald Trump could win and Putin is just rubbing his hands together. So there was that moment where um, the Wagner force, you know, threatened uh, Putin. It looked like things were going well for Ukraine, but now I'm terrified for, you know, all my friends and people, artists like Arve there, that uh, the world's going to desert them. You know, they're not going to get the support they need. And uh, it's a terrible war. So my mate that's in the film, um, Kurt, is in the Arbor, uh, is who's the one who uh, was a commander at Mariupol. You know, he's John Wayne. He was the Alamo. You know, they fought off the Russian yeah. army for two months. Incredible odds. He's asked me to go and join him and his Azov Brigade at the front line. Um, and I'm going to be doing that, uh, you know, when the American election's happening. So I'll be in the now, trenches, George. you know. A 74-year-old George Giddo's down in the like a, a an Anzac digger in World War One in the trenches with with my mates there, and um, yeah, and reporting on their courage. Uh, he he's not really a soldier. He's more of an artist. He's a musician. Uh, he's in with all the musicians, and he just you know, took control. And uh, when when uh, he was told he had to surrender, they destroyed all their stuff. And he came 
he was tortured by the Russians and he was, uh, Zelensky negotiated to get him back and gave back some Russian prisoners. But it was funny, they made him go and do an officer's course. He was probably the most brilliant officer <laughs> ever, but he was self-taught. And um, So you're going to uh, travel to the front line great... with him? Yeah, I'll go. I love the guy. And uh, little uh, Sasha, who's uh, one of the artists who painted the House of Art with me, uh, you see him in the movie, he meets... Um, he meets Kurt. Uh, Sasha's going to go with me. He'll be my camera assistant. And, uh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be at the front line. <laughs> and it's, it's, just that, it's just that I love these people, you know, like uh, they're prepared to die for their freedom. Mm. Um, they don't want to be ruled by, you know, despotic dictator. And that's a big thing, you know, to be prepared to give your life for your freedom. Well, George, uh, it's something, Kurt, listen, George, it's something you've been living with for a long time because you go to the most dangerous hotspots on the planet time and time again. You've seen so many theatres of war. I, I did want to ask yeah. you, because you have seen so much, is the, do you think the Ukraine conflict is possibly one of the worst you've ever seen? Ukraine conflict is very different to anything I've ever been in before because... The people there are so much like Australians. They have, a, in some ways, they had a higher standard of living than Australians. They're incredibly well educated. Like Kurt just looks at my work and compare. He says, "Oh, that's more like an Otto Dix and a Katie Colwich." You know, <laughs> like a knowledge of culture and history. And it makes me realise what it would be like if, if uh, war came to Melbourne or Sydney. It's you know, you see well-dressed people, well-educated kids in the kind of clothes that our kids, my grandkids wear. And that's what so hard to see mm. um, this amount of destruction and craziness in a place as civilised as that. Um, you know, you, you, you love music. I mean, the music scene in rock and roll, every kind of music uh, scene in, in Kiev and Ukraine is intense and brilliant. Um, and the same with the art scene. So it's, it's different. It's different to being in Somalia um, or Cambodia or, you know, um, Central the America Congo. or the Middle East or Africa. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Any of well, the other places I'd you've say, travelled to, George. Yeah, well, Nicaragua, yeah. But um, look, I've got just I quickly, think some, George, I've just got to say this because yeah. I've, got, I've got four different texts here, people wanting to know. Uh, about how to spell your name and where to go for this website. I've got Nino says, uh, this is an amazing man, this is an incredible interview. Could I please get the spelling? Jeff says, could I please get George Gitto's address? Francis wants to know. So Gitto's is spelled, I've got it. It's G-I-T-T for Tom O-E-S. Gitto's, G-I-T-T-O-E-S dot com. There you go, yep. George Gittos. You should be able to find it pretty easily on the net, and his, his work is amazing. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, the movie as well that he's made is incredible as well. He's not just a visual artist, he's also a video artist. He's made a film called Ukraine Guernica. I should say with your, your better half there, Helen, we should mention with her. With Helen, this. and she's a musician. She, Helen will be joining me in November. And before you go, I'd love you to talk to us again when we've got when we're in Afghanistan and I can give you a report from the Yellow House, and uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy doing these interviews. Perhaps so. Let's do another one when I'm there. Yeah, look, I'd like that too, George. I enjoy talk, talking to you as well, and uh, very lucky to be able to talk to you, mate, because you are an inspiration. I, I, like I said, that uh, scene on Q and A when you just had the whole room 
talent and everyone. They're, all, they're normally you know jumping over each, over each other to butt in, but nobody butted in on you. Just ultimate respect in that room. It was very impressive, mate. And so you deserve it, George. Hey, Paul's called in. G'day, Thank Paul. You. Uh, good morning, Pav. Good morning, George. Uh, George, I just quick on, question Paul. for you. Um, just on um, Ukraine and Russia, whether you can see um, any end to the uh, brutality, and uh, if there's any, um, you know, do you think it's just going to go on for quite a long period of time, or can you see any uh, positive uh, uh, feedback on uh, whether you can see any end to it at all, or you think uh, it's just going to go on and on and on? Paul, I'm a, I'm an optimist, and for a long while I was. The spirit of the uh, Ukrainians was so strong that I just couldn't imagine. And you know, they've got this great leader who's an artist, Zelensky, a comedian, and uh, it was so inspired. But now um, we know that they've, you know, each side is firing six thousand, uh, sorry, three thousand rounds of mortars and missiles at each other every day. And uh, Russia's got a big supply. You know, Putin's gone to uh, North Korea, and yet, and it looks like America's going to dry up, and Poland's dried up. Uh, I'm terribly, terribly, terribly worried for them. And um, you know, to see such brave people defeated because you know the other countries that should be supporting them are not. You know, like DeSantis in America. Uh, you know, the other candidate with Trump is saying that we've got to protect our own borders. And forget about Ukraine. So, yeah, for once in my life, I'm really terrified. Like I've, I've been in places like South Africa and seen apartheid, and I've knew, known that Mandela and the ANC would win in the end, and they did. And I've been there to hear Mandela's rainbow speech. Uh, I just hope that I'm dancing with the musicians and everyone in Kiev someday in um, you know the central square there, Madan Square. But um, each day I'm becoming less and less certain of that, and it's it's disturbing me greatly. George, thank you, Paul, for your call. Uh, George, I've got to ask you, I mean, because you have such an emotional investment in many of these places, you know the people there, you've been there, you've seen it close at hand. How does George yeah. Gitto's unwind? How do you make sure that you're not, uh, that you don't suffer from PTSD? or that you, Have you got someone you go to? Is there some sort of counselling or therapy you do to yourself to... No, I don't. I, I've got my art, Pav. I mean, um, the great thing about being an artist is that uh, you can have the most terrible, you know, the worst, most depressing feelings. And then if you can just uh, grab a, a brush or a pencil or a musical instrument, you can turn it into something almost ecstatic. We're like alchemists. You can turn the, the worst emotions into something uh, useful. And if you watch the film, there's a little girl... Uh, Eva, who I sit down on on the ground and I draw a a chalk in chalk with her, and she does a cat. And uh, we've been helping giving children's therapy workshops, and it really is art is the way. Art is the way to overcome these emotions, you know, and to be able to come through it. I never stop drawing. I never stop creating, and I'll never be a pessimist. I'll always believe that you know the creative spirit in people is stronger than the destructive spirit but yeah it's my art i don't need a psychiatrist i've got my pencils you're an amazing man george honestly uh look i've got a text Thank here you. from alan who says uh, many years ago i went to school with george at bexley fond memories of george and such an incredible inspiration listening to him uh i uh, my best wishes in regard to george would love to have a chat with him sometime so there's a nice message from oh, someone you good. went to school with alan hilton well, so, 
There you go. Yeah, Bexley Primary School. I grew up in Rockdale and uh, went to Bexley Primary and then went to Cogra High School. I'm still friends with a lot. Tell Alan to make contact. All right. Uh, uh, I'm still friends with most of my mates, you know, from both Cogra and then Kingsgrove North High School. Alan, if you give us a ring, we will give you George's email address. So just give us a call on 1-300-800-222. I've got here Amazing Man. I've just seen his entry on Google. Uh, my AM is nothing compared to this Australian, says Terry and Yass, who's obviously received an AM. I reckon you probably have one too, do you? If you haven't, you should have one, I think, George. I got, I got one about th- 20 or 30 years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a worn out old AM, yeah. Debrilla says, a Banksy quote, art should comfort the disturbed and the disturb the comfortable. What a guy. That's from Debrilla. That's a nice quote there. Uh, what an amazing legend of a human being. That's from Mick and Token. Well, probably your best night of radio, Pav. Thank you. Well, look, you know, George has made it all uh, good. Thanks, says Jeff. So many people sending messages here, George. Just keep up the great work, mate. We will check in with you in a couple of weeks, okay? And good luck with your trip to Afghanistan. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Pav. I love you and I love your audience out there. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this. 